Good, wonderful morning to all you beautiful, amazing, just fantastic people from all around the world, or at least here in the U.S. Thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episode of the Anxious Introvert Podcast. I am your humble host, Emmanuel, but please, everybody calls me Manny, so please do so. Um, I hope everyone has been having a great week so far. This is wild and bananas to even say, but we are at the end of September. Tomorrow is October 1st, and it's a Friday. That's a little creepy, but it fits in well to the month of October, since Spooktober is how I like to call it, is tomorrow. Um, Again, I just want to emphasize, I do want to apologize that I have not released a full episode in quite some time. You know, things and life does happen happen and let me tell you it definitely has been happening to me i understand that last uh yeah last week's episode wasn't that long um this one will also not be that long uh probably 30 minutes um but again that's because again there are things going on that unfortunately are keeping me away from being able to to solidify a lengthy and in formative recording for this podcast but i'm not quitting i refuse to quit i refuse to give up i'm going to keep going and that's why i'm doing this episode last week was a bonus episode this one will probably also be a bonus but i'm going to try to make it a full length one for sure we might go into 45 minutes who knows but at the time of the recording it is uh very early in the morning so by the time this comes out it'll be later in the afternoon uh, but again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Wanted to provide you guys some updates, you know. Um, thankfully, uh, my health has like gotten significantly better. I mean, what a complete turnaround from a few weeks ago. I can successfully say that it's been about a week now since I have not gotten any heart palpitations, those premature ventricular contractions. Those are really a bummer. Again, if you don't know what they are, I definitely suggest that you do research. But again, uh, it's definitely been a bummer. (laughs) Um, So the medication that I'm currently taking is working. Same thing goes for my uh, my stomach situation. That's been tough because I produce... I just have a lot of things wrong with me. (laughs) That's kind of why. Just a secret between you and me. I promise I won't tell anyone else. Um, (laughs) But... That's kind of why I am not in the dating world, in the dating circuit. I know, I know. That's like, oh, you shouldn't limit yourself. You should get out there and see who can, or, you know, a, a real woman, somebody who truly cares about you, won't care about your, you know, health issues and blah, blah, blah. But to be honest, um, you know, people with mental health problems, they tend to think a bunch of wild stuff. And for me... Not only am I thinking wild stuff, but, you know, my last relationship was tough because I explicitly remember dealing with my health problems since that was the beginning of them. I had no idea what it was then. I had no help then. I had no form of understanding what I was going through then. But all this time later, you know, um, I'm a different person. I'm a different person. And... But it still affected that relationship. So, you know, um, I, I, I just think it's best for me now. And because of what's going on with my family, it's just best for me to stay single. But, you know, maybe one day. I don't know. I'm not really focused on that, to be honest. I'm more focused on 
getting better, focusing on where I go from here um, and all that stuff. But on a health level, I'm doing so much better. Um, That disgusting, horrible rash that I had has disappeared. So that's fantastic. The, The antibiotics did their job along with the cream that I was using. So that's a health report for you guys and for those of you who care or those of you who want to know. Um, and if not, well, then there you go. Um, but unfortunately, you know, other things have arisen. Um, a great aunt of mine who she was, I call her grandma because she pretty much raised me. She had a hand in raising me and had a hand in raising me and my brothers when, when we were young. Um, but she's, you know, she's a great aunt. Um, she's my grandmother's sister. Um, she has been going through some tough health issues. She is old in her seventies and, um, you know, they sent her home. Uh, we don't know how long she has, but either way, I was able to spend time with her last night. She hasn't been remembering much because of her health issues, things that I will not dive into or indulge in because that's private between um the extended family and I just don't want to tell people you know like all the business but it's been tough you know um kind of awakening to their realization because god forbid um and you know god rest her soul or god be with her when that time comes uh because you know as a family who believes in 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 Christ as a family who is Christ driven, who is Christian based, we you know we definitely believe that God will call her home. It's oddly comforting and I I again I won't go too much into it because I know some people listening are not part of any kind of religion or they believe something else, so I want to be respectful of that, you know, but hey, if I'm respectful of that, if I'm respectful of that, then I'm hoping you're respectful of my beliefs, but Um, When that time comes, it's going to be tough because that would be the fourth funeral that I attend in a year. So that's four in one year and three out of those four are extended family. Actually, all four of them are to some capacity, but that's what I want this episode to be about. It's going to be about grief. It's going to be about I'm going to, I I feel like I'm open enough to talk about my brother and his passing. Um, so this will be sort of a sentimental episode, but again, it does deal with mental health and it does deal with grief and what it does to you. So stay tuned because I'm, I'm, I'm hoping this might help others out there. I'm not really sure, but you know, it really hasn't been easy. Um, it really hasn't been easy for me. I would be lying if I say, oh yeah, everything's been fine. Um, but it hasn't. So so we have that going on, um, but I'm, I'm, I, I have faith. I have strong faith that she will last and she will ex- her life will be extended and she will be able to enjoy another Christmas, another holiday season. So that's my hope and prayer, you know, but of course, there might be other plans. Who knows? Um, so, yeah, I'm sorry if, if, if I seem... Um, just a little kerbobbled. It's just, I wasn't expecting this. I mean, I know she was sick. She's been sick for a while, but again, she had a hand in raising me and I have a ton of, I was looking at a ton of photos yesterday of us when I was younger and her being there and 
So again, she's my great aunt, but I call her grandma because she basically was a grandmother to me. Is, is, excuse me, is a grandmother to me. So, but that's enough of that. Again, I really hope you guys are having a great week. Tomorrow is Friday. The weekend is upon us. So make sure to get outside, make some plans, see your family, see your loved ones. Or maybe stay in, have an introvert day, or maybe have a mental health day and just kind of, you know, go exploring. But again, fall is here. So there's so many cool, wonderful fall things to do. Apple picking, pumpkin picking, making jack-o'-lanterns, making pumpkin pie, um, getting pumpkin coffee, getting pumpkin donuts, um, breaking up some leaves and jumping onto them. It might be a little early for that, but I know here in Northeast Ohio, um, the trees are beginning to change and I love this season. So it's kind of poetic too with everything going on, but let's get into it. I'm not going to do any pauses like I usually do. I'm just going to go straight into the episode. So grab a snack, put your headphones in, get comfortable, make sure you're not um, being, you know, distracted. I definitely don't want to be a distraction if you're at work or if you got homework to do, get it done first. Um, if you have projects at work to get done, get, get that done first, get your housework done first, take care of your life first because you matter first. Don't ever forget that. I've said that before and I'll say it again. You matter first. So grief, my goodness, grief. You know, a lot of us are blessed and privileged to not understand what grief is. But then there's a great majority of us who do know what grief is. And, you know, grief doesn't have to be losing a, a, a close relative or somebody from your immediate family like me. Grief can be losing a friend. Grief can be losing a pet. Grief can be losing a loved one after a breakup or a divorce or grief can be a plethora of so many other things. But of course, the very definition of grief is deep sorrow, especially that caused by someone's death. And it can also mean trouble or annoyance. Um, But specifically, this is sorrow, misery, sadness, anguish, pain, distress, agony. I mean, there's so many more, you know, torment, affliction, suffering, heartache, heartbreak, broken heartedness, heaviness of heart, woe, desolation, dejection, despair, angst, mortification, mourning, bereavement, if I'm saying that correctly, lamentation, to lament, remorse, regret, penning, the blues, and so many more. So it doesn't have to be losing a family member. It doesn't have to be what I've gone through or what I'm about to explain. But to explain this, I have to start from the beginning or at least the first time that I experienced true grief. Now, of course, I can go all the way back to the 90s when... You know, I had a pet goldfish or my pet turtle or my pet birds or when my pet cats passed away, you know, oh, over the years, you know, uh, I've never had a dog, although I love pets of all kinds, even lizards and, and snakes, but definitely not spiders. If you have a spider as a pet, you're a whole different person. And that's amazing. <laughs> 
I just have a really big fear of spiders, like a really, really big fear of them. Anyways, so if I go all the way back, right, I guess it would be, I, re, I explicitly remember in 2004, my great grandfather at the age of 92 passed away, you know, and he was fortunate to pass away among family. He was fortunate to pass away, but I was a kid. I mean, basically, right? I mean, I was a kid. Um, I was a child in a sense. I mean, yeah, sure, I was 13 years old, 12, 13 years old, but that was still traumatic. And I'm trying to sift through my mind because I want to say it was 2004. Um, and that was tough on my family. You know, my, my great-grandfather was a very stern, firm man. Um, grew up, he grew up and lived, of course, and was born in what's well he he was born in puerto rico in a city called aguadilla agua di agua dija if you want to look it up but aguadilla puerto rico and you know we our family owns a piece of land a big farm and he was a farmer i mean he he was a farmer a rancher in a sense he was a cowboy i mean he had the stetson the shotgun at his hip you know what i'm saying uh, he had several weapons actually that he used to brandish when he would drink too much. But again, that's that generation, you know, they, they, I mean, if you think we have it tough, <laughs> oh, no, we don't, <laughs> no, we don't not compared to the older generations, but you know, I knew him for a short amount of time when I would go visit back in the nineties and in the early two thousands before he passed and I wasn't that close, but I remember witnessing my father, my mother, my family just mourn for someone like this. It was, it was kind of traumatic. That was the first time I had ever really witnessed something like that. And even though, you know, I was a ch- child, now that I think about it, I don't think it was 2004. It might have been 2002. But again, I'm not really 100% sure. That's something I'm going to have to go back on. But it was between 2002 and 2004. So it was rough. It was rough. Um, and as the years went by, of course, uh, it's normal for families to lose loved ones, either unexpectedly or expectedly due to old age. You know, and um, over the course of... If I could dial this back, over the course of five years because the next time I would experience real grief again and witness it in the eyes of my mother in the eyes of my family was when my grandfather passed away so my great-grandfather passed away in the early 2000s my grandfather passed away in 2015 and it was August of 2015 and You know, my mom was really, really close. I mean, very, very close to him because, you know, every family has drama. Every family has problems. Every family has dark secrets, right? And, you know, I'm I'm not going to divulge into the dark secrets of my family because it's (laughs) it's completely bonkers. Trust me, I'm still finding things out and I'm 30 years of age. So I'm knocking that door down hard because... I don't want to repeat the mistakes of my forefathers. I don't want to repeat the mistakes of my past ancestors. I want to correct them. I want to bring forth a new generation, a new, uh, 
Anyways, I'm getting too much into that, but you get what I'm trying to say. But, you know, the truth is my mother was abandoned by her real mother when she was just a baby. And my grandfather said, you're not abandoning my daughter. That's my daughter. You're going to give my daughter to me. I will raise her. If you don't want her, she's mine. And that's what happened. You know, and I've never really known my real grandmother. She did pass some time ago. Uh, my mother, she's a strong woman. She is, my mother is literally a saint. Like, I understand that a lot of mothers are saints. But for my mom to attend the funeral of the woman who abandoned her, that's such like a boss move. You know what I mean? Like in the best way possible. That takes a lot of strength and a lot of forgiveness. But she did it. She did it. And that was like, whoa, what? I still can't believe it because I remember she she wanted me to go and I was angry. And I said, no, I'm not going to that funeral. That sounds morbid. But imagine growing up with stories Imagine growing up with seeing my mother wishing she had a real mother, you know, but in a sense, she did end up getting a real mother, which was um, her stepmom, who is my, I consider her my grandmother. And thankfully, she's still with us. And, you know, my mom's, um, I, I believe they're, I forgot if it's step siblings or half siblings Uh, But either way, they grew up all like siblings and they've treated me, you know, there was always like this thing of we felt like we didn't belong when we were younger. That's a whole nother story. But again, as time went on, you know, I guess we were kind of more and more accepted. And now I'm really close, really, 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 really close with my cousins and with that side of, you know, um, my mother's family. And um, so going back when my grandfather was passing, you know, he was, uh, I believe, 82 years of age. And I remember witnessing my mother go through that traumatic experience. Thankfully, we were there when he passed. We were there in that moment. I was in the room when my grandfather passed. And it was hard to hear the wailing and the screaming and I mean, just it's tough. It's it's tough. Even though I was in my 20s, that was still hard to witness in 2015. Very, very hard to witness, very hard to comprehend. But from there, things wouldn't get any better for um, for me. In 2018, um, and like again, out of respect for my family, I lost not only a best friend, but I lost a brother. I lost somebody who I considered a sibling in, t- in 2018. Um, I won't mention names out of respect for that family, but this wasn't expected. This person committed suicide, attempted suicide from what we know. Again, this is very hard. If this is triggering some of you, uh, you can go ahead and tune out. Um, or you can skip ahead however much you want to. Um, but again, I want to, people really don't talk about this. They're not open or receptive to this. And I hope you are. So this is, I mean, if it's tough for you to listen, imagine how tough it is for me to go through it, to have witnessed it. 
And this person was such a lively, beautiful person. And me, him, and his siblings, we grew up a couple houses down from each other. One house down from each other. So we spent our early teens, tweens, even earlier, a little earlier than that, all the way through 2018, knowing each other. That's 15 years We lived next to each other. We spent almost every day together. I have so many fond memories. So many fond memories. And I'm hoping to do an episode soon on suicide. And the statistics and all that stuff. And I'll go more in depth with his story then. And all those wonderful memories. But when that happened in 2018, I got the phone call from my brother. My younger brother, who was only a year and a half younger than me. And he's crying and he's telling me to just stay calm because there's something he has to tell me. And I'm like, okay, what's up? You know, and your mind goes through so many things and you start thinking about, oh, is it this person, this person, this person? And he told me what was going on and how this person was in the hospital. They didn't give him long and that it was best for me to be there. And of course, I was traumatized, but immediately, immediately, I, I rushed to that hospital and call it chance a miracle a divine intervention but i happened to be not that far from that hospital i got there and it it had been a few years since i had seen them him and his family you know when you grow up you fall out of communication with your friends and your family it tends to happen but when someone you care about if you fall out of communication with that person whether it's a loved one a friend or just somebody who you grew up with or just someone close like that. It's just, if, listen, if I can advise anything, I would advise to contact them, see how they're doing. Put aside whatever differences or whatever petty little argument you had, if you had any arguments, or maybe you just stop communicating because life happens. People grow up. That's the thing that they don't teach you is when you grow up, you not only grow up as an individual, but you grow up from your friends. And it's so sad. It's so sad because those moments, you don't know that they're the last moments. Those good days, the good times, you never know. You were never aware of the good times until they, until they become part of the past. So I'm just going to intervene real quick and say, just put aside your differences. That fight isn't worth it. It's not worth never talking to somebody again. And if it's real, like if they really messed you up, then I'm not saying go back to your ex. I'm just saying I'm talking about friendship, genuine, loving friendship. Please don't don't let it go to waste. Because you never know when they're here and they're not here anymore. You never know how much time you have left on this earth. Or how much time they have left on this earth. Take it from me. I would do anything, and I mean anything, to have that person back. Just to be able to talk to them again. To be able to reminisce on the old days. To have nostalgia again about the days of old. About our memories. About just so many things that we did together. So that was rough for me. 
I got to say goodbye, even though he was in a coma. I got to say goodbye. And I cried. And I cried. And I cried. And I cried. I loved him so much because he really was a brother. He really was a best friend. He really was somebody who had a big impact on my life. And of course, things would not get better. Um, In that same year, my cat of 16 years, she passed away from old age and cancer. And it was hard to watch her struggle to get up the steps, struggle to breathe or eat. And I had to make that decision where she was in so much pain that upon taking her to the vet to, the vet to try to get help, I was told that it was best to put her down. And I was in her last moments in that room. I held her little head as she passed. And even though it was hard, I'm just happy I was there. 16 years I had her. She got me through some tough times. You know, a lot of people make fun of, a lot of people make fun of people that have pets and they're like, oh, I'm, look at my kids. Like, yeah, that's, I mean, it's okay to call them kids. They're not real children. And I think that it's important to distinguish that. I think it's fine to call your pets your own children if that's how you want to do it. But, you know, I think it's ludicrous when they try to compare that to human children, which I've seen happen. I've seen people go like, oh, so how are your human children? I mean, they don't say human children, but they say, hey, how is Zach and and Jennifer? Oh, they're doing great. Um, you know, they've been through all this stuff and they go, oh, yeah, I totally get it. You know, Mr. Whiskers and and Fluffy McFlufferson always do. Th- and it's like, oh, honey, sweetie, no, that's not the same thing. Yeah, you can call them your kids. I'm not going to make fun of you for that. My brother and his wife call their dog their child. And it's cute. It's adorable. You know, it's adorable. And that's fine. You know, but again, I think it's important to be able to to be able to distinguish the difference. But anyways, what I'm saying is I love that cat with all my heart and soul. And yes, in a sense, she was like a child to me. And that was rough, but nothing. And I mean, nothing compares to losing a sibling, a blood sibling. You know, a lot of people haven't seen me since last year, and that's on purpose. I was talking with my fam- with my grandmother yesterday, and which is my great aunt's sister, and she talked to me and told me that she she sees a change in me, and I told her I've changed as well, and I've been telling I've, I've been telling people this slowly, but yes, I have changed. Losing a sibling does change you. And it's hard for me to talk about this because I still can't believe it. I'm still not over it. Um, It's something that it's hard for me to explain. I'm going to try not to get emotional, but if I do, just bear with me. Um, My brother, Juan Carlos Dietrich 
Santiago was one of the greatest men that I've ever known. He was a gentle giant. And I mean gentle giant because he was a big guy. You know, he was tall and big. And, you know, people compared him to Poe from Kung Fu Panda or Winnie the Pooh or just a lovable, cuddly, big grizzly bear. <laughs> um, you know, he... Whew, um, sorry. <clears throat> you know, he... He was just, he didn't have not one bad bone in him. No one, and I mean no one, could say anything bad about my brother. And we fought like brothers. You know, we argued like brothers. You know, and he had problems of his own. And he had a life that was difficult. Um, You know, but he prevailed and persevered through it all. And he had such a big heart for his nephews, for his nieces on his wife's side of the family. You know, and it's a love story between him and his wife. You know, they they met when they were younger, about like, 15, like 16, 17 years old. And then they, of course, got married at the age of 18. Um, she was still in high school. Um... And he had just graduated, like literally just, gra- like, I mean, just graduated, like maybe three months, three, four months after graduating high school. And they just knew, you know, they just knew that, that they were made for each other. They never had kids that f- will forever haunt me and break my heart. They never had kids. And, um, but if you knew him, you would understand that he had many children many kids that he would help at his church you know he was a youth pastor at, at 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 his church and he had a love for kids a love a genuine understanding for youth wanting to have them be better he loved to cook and he was a big sports guy i mean a big time cleveland sports fan and an even bigger LeBron James fan. <laughs> I kind of made fun of him for that and would bother him. He was a big time uh, film fan like me and my brother, of course. And he loved Transformers. He would randomly play the theme song out of nowhere on his phone. He was really tech savvy so he could fix anything. And he was strong. And I mean annoyingly strong where it's like even a handshake, you'd be like, well... I'm going to need to go to the doctor because my hand hurts so bad. But he didn't know his own strength. And again, a big heart, a big, big heart. And even though he had health problems toward the end of his life, he never let that stop him. He never let that be a burden. He never let that. That's the thing about my brother. You know, he suffered in silence. And he would put on a, a, a smile when he was around us and his wife and his wife's family. But as a brother, you know when he's going through pain. And, you know, in 2015, he experienced a really bad car accident. Some moron, some idiot, some stupid... I want to curse so bad, but I'm not going to. But some stupid, idiotic, dumb, 
feeble-minded child, because he was like 18, who was either high off his mind or drunk off his mind, hit my brother on the side of the road as my brother was changing a tire. And to this day, you know, I still have a deep hatred for this person. And that's bad, and I understand that, and I'm trying to, to cope with it through therapy, through understanding, you know, but my brother immediately forgave him. And that strength that I wish I had, strength that I hope to acquire, but uh, not yet, not yet. But my brother unexpectedly passed away in his home on October 7th, one day after his 33rd birthday of 2020. And when, you, when I got that phone call and when I had to tell my family, let's just say that that's why I needed therapy. That's why I still need therapy because that never leaves your mind. Sure, you have amazing memories, but you also have nightmares, flashbacks, dare I say, even PTSD. And I miss him every single day. There is not a day that goes by where I do not think of him. There is not a day that goes by where I ask God why. There's not a day that goes by that I try to understand why. I think about him day in and day out. I miss him. Me and him used to send each other voice messages and, excuse me, for his birthday, I stayed up until midnight and I sent him a voice message and he was awake. I thought he was asleep, but he was awake. And that's one thing that I'm happy about is I have a four and a half minute voice message from my brother. And it's private and I haven't had anybody, people want to listen to it, but I tell them no. And I mean, my mom, my dad, and I say, no, I don't, I, you know, my, my cousin wanted me to play it for him when he came. Um, and I told him, no, this is private between me and my brother. Maybe one day I'll play it, but that's, that's, that's a bond between me and him. And I say bond because, you know, yes, he was a big man. He had weight issues, really bad weight issues. And I was able to recognize this and I was able to get him an amazing, and I mean, an amazing, big hearted and just fantastic trainer. His name is Big Mike, not Big Mike because he's fat. No, Big Mike because he's literally the Hulk. This man is incredible. He has helped so many people. And he had a love for my brother, uh, a passion that he was like, man, I want to help your brother out for free. And his prices aren't cheap, nor should they be cheap because what he offers is life changing. I'm not talking about no, no random gym wannabe, you know, fitness trainer. That's like, oh, hey, I ate good. I eat celery every day and I went to the gym once and now I'm a trainer. No, 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 no. Not these fake TikTok wannabe 
social media influencers. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a genuine man who has competed, a genuine man who is just fantastic, who is fantastic. He helped my brother towards the end of his life fight the good fight. And my brother went out fighting. My brother went out a warrior. My brother went out a good man. But it's hard. It's hard. And over the last year, I've changed. I'm still Manny. I still make jokes. I'm still, I try to be happy, but there was a certain level of happiness that I will never have again. That Christmas, just to give you insight, that Christmas, I'm a big Christmas person. Like when I say I'm a big Christmas person, I'm the guy that the day after Christmas, I'm like, all right, guys, there's 365 more days to Christmas. Like I'm that guy. I'm that guy that's detail oriented. Like, okay, guys, we got to put the tree up at this time. We have to get decorations. We have to make sure that, you know, like, I will cook during the holidays. I will bake during the holidays. I will. Christmas is my all-time favorite, favorite holiday. Favorite, favorite, favorite. Ever since I was a kid. So much so that my family calls me Father Christmas. Literally. And (laughs) for good reason, you know. I love Christmas. Um, For the first time ever in my life, this Christmas, 2020 Christmas, Christmas of 2020, I woke up early and I went into the garage. There was a thick, and I mean a thick blanket of snow on the ground. I didn't care. From the moment it turned midnight on Christmas Day, you know, like the midnight and then it's Christmas Day, I was counting down every moment until that day was over because my brother wasn't here. So to me, it wasn't the same. I usually watch anywhere from 30 to 40 Christmas movies. I'm not kidding. It's a problem. And I'm not talking about those cheesy Hallmark ones. Ugh, they're so basic. <laughs> I'm talking about like the classics. Um, 40 is probably exaggerating. Probably 20. Okay, 25. I maybe watched one or two. I usually make hot chocolate. I had trouble doing that. I usually get excited and I have trouble I had a lot of trouble and I wanted that day to be over I really don't remember much of Christmas last year or the holidays of last year because even Thanksgiving even New Year's I wanted all this to just fly by but Christmas Day and my family will tell you that's when they knew I had changed because I was in my garage wanting to pretend it wasn't Christmas I forgot it was Christmas in the sense. I mean, I got gifts for my family still, of course, because I just get gifts early. We still put up his stocking and we had a photo with a candle next to him. But that's when I knew things had changed. And it was scary because another thing is I love the autumn season and my brother passed in October you know and it's hard because I get excited about this time of year but it's not the same and I honor him by visiting the grave I honor him by remembering him I honor him by being there for my family because he was always there for my family no matter what we weren't perfect I want to say that now 
We were not perfect, you know. Me and my brother argued a lot. We f- we fought a lot. But I'm glad that he knew how much I my f- a few of my, uh, sorry. A few of my last final words to my brother were I love you and I'm proud of you. Those were a few of the last words he'd ever hear from me. And from him where I love you. And I'm glad I have that. It's a blessing to have that recorded. It's a blessing that we didn't separate with arguments and stuff. We separated on the best note possible. But it sucks because he was on the rise to becoming a better man. And he left this earth. He left in peace, thankfully. But to this day, I have such anger, anguish, sorrow. My heart aches every day, every day, every day. That's why I'm not dating right now, in a sense. That's why I'm not choosing to date. That's why I'm not choosing to, you know, I'm, I'm very selective in who I talk to. I'm very selective in who I give my time to because it's just, it's consuming. It's, it's draining to give your time to the wrong people. But grief will change you. Grief, if you're not careful, grief will turn you into a dark side of someone who you never thought would be possible. Grief will try to remove you from your life, will try to separate you from your health, will try to separate you from your well-being. And it did it to me. There were days that I didn't shower, I didn't shave, I didn't get a haircut, that I didn't get out of bed that I didn't talk to people, that I ate disgusting food, just, just, just deplorable food. But, you know, I thought about, would he want me to live like this? Would he want me to become this person? Would he want me to just live day in and day out in my room, not caring about anyone or anything and just wasting my life away? Would he want that? The answer is no, he wouldn't. I am choosing to carry his legacy, his legacy of love, his legacy of helping others, his legacy of being there for the family, his legacy of no excuses. That's why I'm at the gym 24-7 almost, because in the last few months of his life, he was at the gym, he was working out, he was losing weight, he was becoming a better man. So I will choose to not allow the enemy or not allow my own demons to conquer me. Instead, I will carry their corpses to the gates of hell. And you should too. Mental health is a demon. Mental health is an evil spirit in a sense. I mean, again, I'm, I'm talking in metaphorical terms, of course, but hey, if you are a person of faith, then you will understand what I'm saying. Any form of mental health Any form of mental health is a demonic evil rage that tries to lustfully grasp you and hold you down. But I say enough and I say no more, especially grief. For those of you that have been through grief, there is help. There is help. Listen to my story. If I could lose my sibling and keep fighting day in and day, I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that I've... I've achieved a level 
that I never thought I'd cheat before. No, 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 no. I'm still fighting up the mountain. I'm still trying to conquer my demons. I am still with my sword out day in and day out fighting my mental health, fighting to not give in. But you shouldn't either. And again, I want to talk more about this and I will and I will, but you know, that's the story. That's why next week I'm not going to have an episode because my hope and prayer is that um, I just ask you guys to just pray for me. If you don't believe in prayer, just keep me in your thoughts because, you know, next week is going to be a very hard week for me and my family. Um, anyways. Grief will take a hold of you and pull you down. But you have to keep fighting every day. I know you miss them. I know you wish they were there with you. I know you wish that they were in your arms, in your hands, that you're able to kiss them again, that you're able to see their face, their eyes, their features, hear their voice, their laughter. That's why it's so important to love your family no matter how angry you are with them love your family forgive forgive and for forgive but never forget that's my motto i know people say forgive and forget no 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 no. if you forget then you're doomed to repeat those same mistakes again forgive but never forget that's really something powerful that i'm trying to grasp myself you know so i'm preaching to the choir but at the same time i'm also the person getting preached to because I am also trying to conquer this. But we could do it together. There is help. Talk to somebody. And if not, talk to me. If you can't talk to anyone about your grief, talk to me. You can send me an email at detres, D-E-T-R-E-S, 2014 at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. I hope this episode was informative. Um, I'm, I'm happy that I was able to reach the almost hour mark for a full episode. I hope you guys are able to enjoy your weekend. I hope you're able to truly live life to the fullest because you never know when your time is up. You never know. I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm trying to be realistic. I love you guys. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Anxious Introvert Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel. Next week, there will not be an episode, but the following week, I'm hoping to have something a little more lighthearted, if that makes sense. But thank you guys again, and please don't ever forget to enjoy the simple things in life. Take care, stay safe, and I'll talk to you guys soon.